we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano. It is an insider look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on hot topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny. Executive producer of Insecure, Black Twitter. A People's History tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change, while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth-building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. There you go. Yo, 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 what day is it? Is running late. Tuesday. It's Tuesday. Did I tell you I got a letter from Snackman, our resident comedian? Is he locked up on the Breakfast Club? No, he said he was at the Dollar Tree and they only had wide rule paper, and he wrote out two jokes. You're not gonna tell those jokes right now, are you? Uh, let me see. Uh, yeah, one of them is about Amy Schumer. Mm. One of them is about Way Up. With Angela Yee. My new show that's coming in January. Oh, man. So since you're going to your new show, you're taking Snack Man with you, right? No, he actually will be now on both. No. I'm sure that he... No, that's your resident comedian. He will No, be... it's the Breakfast Club's nope. resident comedian. Nope, 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 nope. Anyway. How you feeling, Yeezy? Good. It's a little rainy and nasty and cold. A little and rainy. It's and, disgusting. In this particular city, but we are blessed. 
It's horrible out there. Well, yeah, but I just was looking at Joe Biden in Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. And I was like looking at the devastation there and everything that's been happening in Florida. I was looking at Fort Myers on the news yesterday. And I was like, we can take this little rain. Yeah, you're right. And be blessed. Absolutely right. You know, so everybody, a lot of people are struggling right now. No, yeah, absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Well, we got a big show for you today. Tell we, us about it. We have Tammy Roman and Jill Ramsey. They'll be joining us this morning. Tammy Roman has been doing so many things. She's and damn near every show I've been seeing on TV recently, from yeah, Ms. she's Pat on Miss Pat to show, mm-hmm. Unfaithful to uh, House of Vicious. So uh, Vicious. We'll, we'll be talking to her this morning. Tammy Roman's been doing a lot. Also, Fat Joe Joey is going to be joining us. He's been doing a lot. That's right. He's hosting <laughs> the uh, 2022 BET Hip Hop Awards that comes on tonight. You know, 2022 is almost over. Yeah. Yeah, it's October already. Halloween's been around the corner. I'm starting to see Halloween uh, decorations. I'm seeing Thanksgiving decorations. Yeah, Thanksgiving decorations, and Christmas is right here. So we're going to be talking to Fat Joe in a little bit. I hosted the pre-show tonight, so I can't wait for you guys to see that. I got a chance to talk to damn near everybody from Icy Spice to Little Kim. Her name is Ice Spice. Why I call her Icy Spice? Yes, again. Ice Spice, Spice. (laughs) I spoke to both of them, Ice Spice and Spice. Um, Did um, Spice have her measuring tape with her? No. She didn't have a measuring tape. Oh. She did not. Well, why does she have a measuring tape? Oh, it's her, her uh, latest single. Was she going around measuring people? Mm-hmm. What? Size? Yep. Oh. Well, I'm a married man. I wouldn't uh, uh, pull my out so she could measure it on a red carpet. I didn't easy. say all that. Oh, I'm just... just saying she has the measuring tape. She actually gave us all at lip service measuring tapes. Oh. And she had two guys with her. <laughs> oh, okay, Spice. Yeah, but we, we get to kick it with so many different people. Blue was there. Um... Kodak Black, uh, you name it. We, we passed through and got a chance to chop it up with them. Like I said, the BET is like a family reunion. You get to see people you haven't seen in a long time, not just people in the industry, managers, stylists, publicists, just people all around. So I had an amazing time. Actors, athletes. So that happens tonight. So definitely check out the BET Awards. In fact, Joe did a phenomenal job, and we're going to talk to him in a little bit. And then uh, let's get the show cracking. Front page news, what are we talking about? Yes, let's talk about this $475 million defamation lawsuit. All right, we'll get to that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now, Monday Night Football. I didn't watch the game. Charlamagne, did you? Uh, a little bit of it. Who won? We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, 
Participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating While Broke, we hear inspiring rags-to-riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth... Let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the One Million Black Businesses Initiative. The One Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale one million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., Only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field. From free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses. Helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The one million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the One Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny. Executive producer of Insecure Black Twitter. A People's History tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. I don't know. I ain't seen another. The 49ers went 24 to 9 over the Rams. Oh, I, I went to bed yeah, after too. halftime. Yeah, me too. I know Debo had that mean ass 57 yard touchdown reception. Though that was that was dope. All right. Well, what else we got, Easy? All right. Well, Donald Trump has sued CNN. That is for defamation, and he's seeking punitive damages of $475 million. Should he probably win. I don't now, know how much he'll win, but he might win. Now, he says that they have been highlighting negative information about him, ignoring all positive information about him, 
They also said CNN has sought to use their massive influence purportedly as a trusted news source to defame the plaintiff in the minds of its viewers and readers for the purpose of defeating him politically. Donald Trump also says CNN had a long track record of criticizing him, but had ramped up its attacks in recent months because the network feared that he would run again for president in 2024. All right, here is some of the statements that uh, CNN has posted that Trump said. The Department of Justice in 1973 charged Donald Trump and his father were discriminating against African Americans. Donald Trump said, quote, black guys counting my money? I hate it. A well-educated black has a tremendous advantage over a well-educated white. If he wasn't born in this country, which is a real possibility, then he has pulled one of the great cons in the history of politics. Official support from the KKK's official newspaper. We're going to fulfill the promises of Donald Trump. President Trump is ordering federal protection for Confederate monuments. Uh, look at my African-American over here. Now the man Donald Trump called my African-American says that he is leaving the GOP, can't support the president anymore. Get that son of a bitch off the field right now. Maxine Waters, a seriously low IQ person. MAGA loves the black people. Well... He might have a case. He might, have, he but he might. really said those things. Yeah, but what do you say? What, 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 just because he said those things, what does that mean? What are you trying? What, what, uh, what's I mean, the picture you, they're trying to paint of him? Though? But if you say things, it's not defamation. It's not like they're making things up about him. Yeah, but if they're painting him out to be, uh, if they're saying, "Hey, he's racist," they got to prove that. You know, what I mean, even though those statements, you may not agree with those statements, can you say, "Hey, those"? That means he's racist just because he made those statements? I thought they were able to highlight some of the things that, that proved he was racist, whether it was not renting to black people in his apartment building and things mm-hmm. like that. So I thought, if those I things they was actually happened, that's not defamation. I, I, I agree, but if you come out on the radio and say, hey, he's a racist because he didn't do X, Y, and Z, he can sue. I'm not saying he's going to win, but he might have a case. because And, well, that's, the, and that's, that's, that's what happens when you um, you know are an opinion-based platform. That's the risk you run. Correct. When, you, when, you, when you're out here just expressing opinions, that's the risk you run. Somebody might hit you with defamation. I would think any news network could get sued then because somebody could say, Absolutely. well, you reported so you this can. side of Every the story. Day, day, and they yeah. do, though. We, we, but they, I just don't. I think defamation is, you know, if they're using your actual words and quoting what you actually said. But you, but and you things gotta, that I don't see how that's defamation because you, you don't have to prove something that you really said if it's a direct no, quote. No, if, if he can prove malicious intent, it's defamation. That's the whole point of defamation. Defamation, you got to prove that it's malicious intent. Like they have malicious intent behind the things, that, the narrative that they're pushing about you. So that's why he said they're doing or, that because they're afraid that he might run for president. Or it's a lie that somebody said about you as well. That that is that well, too. Yeah, these aren't. But yes, so there you go. Four hundred and seventy five <laughs> million dollars. That's the risk you run when you <laughs> when you are an opinion based platform though. When you're an opinion based platform and it's not rooted in fact and it's just Hey, he said these things and yeah. she said these things and this is how we feel about it. You just can't lie that's, about somebody. That's the risk you run. Absolutely. Um, All right. And Joe Biden has visited Puerto Rico after uh, Hurricane Fiona, and he is committed to recovery, he said, as long as it takes. Here's what he said as far as giving aid to Puerto Rico. I'm encouraged by all the stories that that that, that are opening up, the hospitals that are kept running, the supply chains that held steady, and the debris has already begun to be cleared on roads across the island, and we will continue the debris coverage. Today, I'm announcing more than $60 million in funding to help coastal areas in Puerto Rico become better prepared for the storm. For example, we can create a flood warning system to help shore up levees and flood walls. In addition, there's nearly $700 million in infrastructure investments in Puerto Rico that have already been announced. All right, he says, you know, they want to make sure again that Puerto Rico is ready for when the next hurricane strikes, and here's what he had to say about that. 
This year, to date, Puerto Rico has received $4 million to help make the power grid more resilient. That number is going to go up. As we conveyed to the governor, I'm ready to deploy and expedite more resources from the Department of Energy and other federal agencies, not just — I don't usually talk this fast, but it looks like it's moving quickly to, — to help transform the entire system so Puerto Rico — the Puerto Rican people can get clean, reliable, affordable power they need, and the power stays in homes and hospitals when storms like Fiona strike. That includes many grids which you can begin to deploy soon so we are less dependent on transmission lines across the long distances and more redundancy when the storms hit. The goal is lower energy bills and more reliable power for Puerto Rican households. All right. And that is your front page news. It's just mind boggling how we have all these hurricanes all the time and, and with all the technology we have and all, all these other things that we were able to do, you know, we haven't been able to do some of those warnings and, 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 and help you know, before this actually happens. I mean, they do do warnings. They let you know the hurricane's coming. Yeah, but, but that's what he said. He says we're going to announce things to, you know, produce faster warnings and, you know, try to create ways where the hurricane doesn't affect, you know, hit, hit the island is hard. I just feel like, you know... Amazing. Well, they've been having issues with this power grid in Puerto Rico because, you know, they have one. And so mm-hmm. once it goes down, it goes out everywhere. So now he's talking about doing these mini grids. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that is your front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, phone lines are wide open. Again, 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up. Wake up. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello. Who's this? That's Alvin Robinson. Hey, what's up, bro? Get it off your chest. Yes, uh, I'm 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 from uh, Eunice, Louisiana, mm-hmm. and uh, I I just got out of prison, and and I and I need to see if y'all can help me with some uh some some bills and stuff, man. What you get I'm locked up for, brother? How you got bills and you just uh, came on? Huh? How you got bills and you just came on? How long you been out? Because I'm staying with my ex-wife. Oh, okay. what you get locked up for, brother? Yeah, shit. Uh, for unauthorized use of a motor vehicle. How long you was down? I've I've been out for about about six, seven months. How much time did you do though? I did ten years flat. For what? For stealing cars? Yeah. Yep. Oh, that's what he said. He said unauthorized. Yeah, yeah, stolen cars, bro. (laughs) You stole cars. You stole cars. Yeah, but that's what they charge. That's but that's what they charge you. I get it. I get it. Motor vehicle. But uh, yeah, I've been listening to y'all all my life. You know. Thank you, man. Absolutely. I love Shallow Man the God, man. I appreciate that, brother. I'm gonna say, how about I send you some books, brother? I'd rather send you some books than some money. Because I don't have nothing to give you, to be honest with you. All right. I got a cash out. I know. But I want to send you some books. I'd rather send you some books. I'll send and, you some and, books. And, 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 and another thing. Uh, yeah, I used to work with uh with Birdman, Cash Money Records. Okay. That's who you should reach out to. Yeah. That's that's what that's what I need your help to uh to find them. It's hard for me to find them right now. Oh, he owe you a little something? Yeah, he said he told one of my homeboys that he got me when I get out. Big boom and two throw. Okay, and okay. I'll be playing his music on, on the radio. Okay, you should and, uh, you should DM he, him. He got me. Yeah, DM Birdman. It's, Birdman. It's, it's at Birdman on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. I, I did all that. He oh. ain't responded yet. Okay, well, hey, I, I should I should I, should I want to see if y'all can interview me? I feel like you got a lot did. of requests, King. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what? Let's, let's start with the books first. So I'm going to send you the books. Yeah, I'm going to put you on hold. I'm going to send you some started, books. Hey, yeah, but I started Cash Money with him from day one, 1991. Yeah, I did all the paperwork. 
Okay. <laughs> you you might have a lawsuit too, like okay. Trump. Okay. Okay. No, no, I ain't gonna I ain't gonna sue him because I know he got me once I touch base with him. I just need that. I just need that contact. What's your name again? I'm actually gonna see Birdman uh, this week at the uh, uh, Living uh, Legends yeah, Foundation. Albert Robinson. Al they call me Snap. Albert Albert Robinson. Albert Robinson. And snap. they call you Snap. Snap. No, you. Yeah, oh, snap you gotta hold on, man. We we get off at nine o'clock. Hold, hold on. Did he just say Snap? You said Snap, Crackle, Pop. Snap, Crack, and Pop. I always hit the streets with the Reeboks on my feet. Oh, okay. All right. Hold yeah. on, Alvin. Hold and on. Windy day. And win the day, I know win the day real good. Oh, salute to Wendy. All right, hold on. Yeah. Hold on, Alvin. All right, all right. I'm, I'm actually going to see Birdman this week. I'm going to see Birdman. At, we, we getting honored in L.A. this week at the uh, Living Legends Foundation. Well, bring up uh, Alvin when you I'm definitely ahead. am. I'm saying, you know Snap, Crackle, Snap, Crack, Pop? Hello, who's this? <laughs> hey, guys, it's Sandra, the Haitian therapist. Hey, Sandra. Peace, Sandra. Hey, Sandra. I have beef with you, MV. The word hate is not a bad word. It's a emotion. Emotions are not bad or good. You that's what my, say, you that's what my sacred purpose my coach says all the time. My house. I don't use the word hate in my house. <laughs> that's just me. Yeah, hate. You got to teach the children that to feel what they feel. It's ne negative. It's not positive. Emotions are emotions. So if they hate something, that's an emotion. It's not negative or positive. That's cool in your household. Emotions. We don't use the word hate in my household. <laughs> that's all. But a household thing and it's a mental health thing. Nah, we don't we use don't the want word them hate. To be scared to say what they're feeling. Our kids, my hate kids, can use other negative. words than hate. We don't want them to use words hate. So they they can use other words than hate. Well, what if you really hate something? They can express themselves a little better than just hate. Exactly. What if, know, yeah, like, what if you really hate something? Like, what do you say? Didn't your wife call you last week and say you don't use hate in your household, too? Yeah, but what if you really hate something? Words matter. I really don't like it. I really dislike it. There's no, other words you can use besides It's hate. not strong enough, though. Okay. So you just dislike the devil? Yeah. You just dislike the devil? I dislike him a lot. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm with you. Hate yeah. is an emotion. I'm with you. Okay. Yeah, emotions are neither negative nor positive. We have to get away from that because then people don't want to be honest about how they really feel. Yeah, they can be honest. They just we just don't use the word hate. We don't use the word fat. We there's a couple words we just don't use. Well, fat that's that's something different. But you know, an emotion neither negative nor positive. Oh, and I'm gonna be coming to the Mental Wealth Expo. Oh, I can't wait to see you Saturday. I hate that I'm not gonna be there to see you. <laughs> that's a great word. That's a great use of the word. Yes, I hate that. I hate that too for you. I can't wait to see you Saturday, man. 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. Marriott Marquis Times Square Mental Wealth Expo, my second annual. Somebody Pull up. play Scissor. I hate you. No boy, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Hey. Power 105.1. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, this your girl, PC. Hey. Call out of Michigan. Hey, what's up, PC? TC, man, TC. Oh, I thought she said PC. TC? T for Tom. T for Tom. Oh, Lord. What up, TC? Listen, man, I want to get off my chest. I've always been wanting to work in hospitality. I just started working at this luxurious hotel. I really started working there for like the discounts. Oh boy! And man, you don't seem too hospitable. Uh, I'm gonna yeah, be honest with you. Don't you don't seem that makes me feel warm and cuddly. Well, it's early in the morning. I'm trying to be quiet. My wife's sleeping. You know how that is. Um, I'm so confused. Anyway, me too. Ma'am or it's sir? Early in the morning. What's your pronoun? Ma'am. 
Okay, it's man. Early in the morning. All right, man. Okay. Actually, that last time I called, Charlemagne called me sir, but <laughs> I didn't. I didn't mean to, ma'am. At least he didn't. At least he didn't lead with it. Anywho, <laughs> I'm calling to tell y'all this hot. I work at this luxurious hotel. You know where governors stay, all that. And man, ma'am, you got to speed it up a little bit, ma'am. I can hear her, ma'am. What, ma'am? Ma'am, what? What it's happens? So, it's it's so trifling. It's always a back door. So many roaches and stuff running around wow. back there. Ugh. All I gotta tell y'all is, whenever y'all stay at a hotel, make sure y'all ask for plastic silverware. Silverware be dropping on the floor. They put it back in the thing and serve it to y'all. It's, I mean, it's bad. Okay. In the back area. Ugh. Also, also, Charlemagne, I called June 29th for my brother to get an autographed book, The Shook Ones. I never received it. You ne- June 29th for real? That was my B-Day. Yeah, because I said his was June 30th. Oh, him out and everything. Well, let me see. We're gonna put you on hold, okay? Yeah, we we we're very short staffed up here, so I'm gonna find out what happened. Hello, who's this? Yo, this B Mall from the Metro. How y'all doing, man? Eight oh three. What's happening? Get it off your chest. Yes, sir. Man, I feel like Donald Trump is kind of tripping. It's like. If you go and sue CNN, like, why not do this after you lose the election? Like, why not do this? Like, when Chris Como gets out, like, it's about to be midterms, and it's like you fledging in that last attempt to try to to make a run towards 2024. It just looks like you're burning out. Like, what happened to all the money for your campaign election defense fund that you were stealing from your supporters? Come that's on. right. He, he he definitely still got that tucked away, but that's why he got money to sue a big network like CNN. Yeah, man, I don't think it's going to work, man. We'll see how it goes. I don't know if it'll work, but, you know, he might have a case because he's saying that they pushed that narrative about him because they want to ruin any future political campaigns. And that's not what a network is supposed to do. A network is supposed to be fair and balanced. If they never highlight anything positive he's done, he might have a case. I don't know if he'll win, but, you know, it's it's a good enough distraction. I agree. I just, just, like I said, I think it's a little late. Like, Chris Como is at another news network that's already passed, like, Post-production is about to come on TV. It just seems like... Oh, yeah, but he's not, he, he not suing the individual. He's suing the network. Like, the, the, the one individual don't stop no, stop, stop no show. Yeah, yeah, you're right about that. We'll see. Thank you, brother. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. Now, we got rumors on the way? Yes, and can artists be blackballed? We'll tell you what artists says that fans will listen or they won't. There's no such thing as blackballing an artist. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth. 
so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of Black and Brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbrook, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny, executive producer of Insecure Black Twitter, a people's history tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk blackballing. It's time, time, time. She's spilling the tea. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. All right, bro. Russ chimed into this conversation on whether or not artists can be blackballed. This all has to do with the baby feeling like he's blackballed. He posted on his stories previously, not bad for the blackball baby after his album sold uh, 16,000 units in the first week. Well, here is what Russ had to say in his Instagram story. He said, I just want to give my two cents on something in my industry. No artist is blackballed unless they cut up your Wi-Fi, remove your social media accounts, and take your music off all the streaming platforms. You are not blackballed. If you are famous and can still tell your fans, hey, I'm putting out music, then you're not blackballed. Fans will listen to your music or they won't. It's that simple. Also, if you are a famous artist and you need playlists, in order for people to listen to your music, how real are your fans? Why don't they support you regardless? We're giving too much credit and power to DSPs and not enough power to us, the artists and the fans. I know for me, as long as I can tell my fans I'm putting out music, I'm straight. I'm not entitled to any playlist, nor do I need them for my fans to listen to me. That's why they're my fans. No, he's he's absolutely positively wrong. You can be blackballed, and we're seeing it with the baby. Whether it's the record labels telling uh, DJs not to play the record or... 
it's not added to those playlists where people will hear where other artists are on those playlists and selling more records and streaming more records. So yes, but I, they I, are blackballing. The I baby see. Right I now. see both sides. It's not cut or dry. It's nuanced to it, right? Like Russ does have a point. Fans definitely will listen or they won't. But to your point. You do have people who can turn these lights off. Like, yes, you know, if, if, if you're at these streaming platforms and they got these editorial playlists, you know, and they can keep you off those playlists. You got program directors and DJs who won't play your records. You, you got people in charge of touring companies and they can keep you out of certain venues. They can, yes, they, they can, can blackball yeah, you. Yeah, they can, can blackball mm-hmm. you if they want. But now I get what Russ is saying. As long as you have access to your fans and the fans have access to your music, they'll find you. Like NBA Youngboy. Yes. He may not get radio play, but his yes. fans definitely find him. Yeah, well, he's, he's not blackboard. Yeah, though. he just don't get radio play. He's not get radio play. Radio's out of touch. That's all. <laughs> all right. That's the now, the baby is going to be going on tour, though, and that tour starts off October 27th in Minneapolis. All right. Now, Whoopi Goldberg is responding to a critic who claimed that she was wearing a fat suit in the Emmett Till movie. She said, uh, um,. A lady who writes for one of the magazines, and that was the Daily Beast is the magazine that she was referencing, had something to say about the movie Till, where Whoopi Goldberg plays Emmett Till's grandmother. Here is what Whoopi Goldberg had to say in response to that writer. There was a a young lady who who writes for uh, one of the magazines, uh, and she was distracted by my fat suit. Now, and I'm just going to say this. I don't really care how you felt about the movie, but you should know that was not a fat suit. That was me, and that was steroids. Remember last year? Yeah, I had, you were Okay, you and I was Ill. very... Was very sick. And so... Hospital. And I assume you don't watch the show, or you would have known that that was not a fat suit. But I just want to let you know that it's okay not to be a fan of a movie, but you want to leave people's looks out... Because I'm sure you didn't mean to be demeaning. That's what she got out of that movie? Whoever saw that movie? Yeah, why, why would you even say that? Like, I saw Till, and I once did I think about how Whoopi looked. I was too busy trying not to have a panic attack because of how Emmett Till looked mm. in that casket after those crack-ass crackers lynched him. Okay, commenting on Whoopi's weight is a way of not commenting on the reality of America. That movie brings the light. Now, the Daily Beast did not return a request for comment, but they did delete uh, that part of the article about the distracting fat suits. All right. And, you know, Whippy Goldberg has been saying that she thinks that the the woman um, who actually Carolyn Bryant Donham, the white woman behind Emmett Till's lynching, who is still a free woman, still has not even, you know, come forward to state that she did those things and that she was responsible for that lynching. Yeah, that's one thing I learned uh, when I saw Till, like, because, you know, there, there was always reports that the woman confessed to the crime and it's like that never happened. Mm-hmm. She still never has come forward. To let people know that it was her, at least do that part. That's wild. Because I thought Goldberg they just released the story. I thought we. That's what I thought too. Year. I thought even we even reported it. That's what I thought too. I was like, wow, wow. They, they I don't want to give too much. Well, I guess I mean it's already out. But yeah, they they say that they show that in the movie that she, that never happened. She never confessed to, you know, uh, lying about what she said Emmett Till did to her. Oh wow. All right, now Shaquille O'Neal is going to be on the next Drink Champs. That's coming out hey. on Thursday on Revolt, and here is the teaser for that episode. I feel like you're the best basketball rapper of all time. Yes, so my agent called me and said, man, you ain't going to believe this. I said, well, he said, Jive offered you $10 million for three albums. I was like, ooh, I went platinum, and they showed me the check, and I was like, this is some bullshit. They used to say Shaq can be the best guy in the world, but he's not a, a, a great free throw, free throw shooter. I can't be mad at that. Oh, you know why? Because you can't break my throat. You were copping Miami Dade County, Steve. I was until you just blew my cover. <laughs> oh, damn, man. 
Drop on the clues, bombs for Nori and DJ EFN, man. I love Shaq. Drink Champs is cooking. Salute to Shaq. Make sure y'all subscribe to the Drink Champs podcast on the Black Effect iHeartRadio podcast network. I will definitely be listening to that Shaq conversation. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. Did Shaq drink? I don't know. Mm, That's a good question. I guess we'll see. I gotta ask Nori. Nori, did Shaq drink? Mm, That's a good question. I ain't seen the trailer yet. All right, we got front page news next. What are we talking about? All right, well, let's start it off with student loan forgiveness. Now, student loan forgiveness applications are going to be open early October. And so just going to give you some clarification on the whole process and how you can sign up. All right, we'll get to that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Everybody is DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get some front page news. Now in Monday Night Football, the 49ers beat the Rams 24-9. Now, my Giants play this week in London. So how, they, how many games do they have in London this year? Do you know? I have no idea. I don't care. Don't ask me about no damn Giants. Why do I care about the Giants and how many games we got? We got our Giants jackets. Them, yeah, we got our Giants jackets. You know what? Maybe New Era sent you a Giants jacket, too. I'm going to burn it. No, you're not. I'm gonna burn it. It's a nice jacket. When I was younger, uh, my mother had bought me um, a, a Washington Washington Redskins Mark Ripien sweatshirt. Mark Ripien used to be their quarterback, number mm-hmm. eleven. He was on the front. My daddy took that thing in the front yard and burned it. Dropping the clues bombs for cowboy out there in Kidfield, South Carolina. Damn it! What made her value okay. that at all? That's kind of like. I don't know. Maybe she didn't realize how much my dad loved the Cowboys. But I mean, like, why that particular team in person? Just... We was we didn't, I guess because we didn't have much money. She, I needed a sweatshirt. It was on sale. That was a family <laughs> dollar. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> my daddy put I that. I thought she was like, there's some type to, of reason. We used to have to burn our trash. We, you know, from, we from the country. So we used to have to burn our trash in the yard. Threw that thing right on the trash pile. Burnt it up. So, you, so you, I would do the same thing to that Giants you, jacket this morning. You put your trash on the front lawn and burn it? Yes. Dropping the clues bombs for all this country folk. You could give it away that. to somebody. Shut That'd up. be nice. What? Give what away? The jacket. Just give it away. I can do to that somebody. too. I can yeah. get at the goodwill. It's a way nicer thing to do. Burning it would be way more fire on the Instagram. No. Literally. All right. Now let's talk about student loan forgiveness and some of the dates that you need to know. In early October now, student loan forgiveness applications are open. So if you want to be notified on when the process has officially commenced, you have to go and sign up at the Department of Education subscription page, okay? Um, in January, on January 1st, regular student loan payments are resuming after a three-year moratorium. So interest will start accruing again on your remaining balances. So for everybody who had that um, that break, just get ready for that to start up again. And then November 15th is the deadline um, to apply for student loan forgiveness in order to receive debt cancellation by the time the payment pause expires on December 31st. So the Department of Education expects a four to six week turnaround for that forgiveness. And then the final deadline to apply for student loan forgiveness is December 31st. Now, now what happened last week? Because I know the Biden uh, administration, they quietly scaled back a lot of the the debt relief because of the legal challenges that they were facing from uh from the banks from the private banks yeah from the student or the student loan industry and that lawsuit from those republican led states it was like six states that uh mm-hmm. are suing like i and, well I, some of the loans um what they were saying was if you had a private loan from a bank that you would be able to uh i guess get it to to restructure it so that you can um get it to be like a government loan but they actually now are saying that those people don't qualify. Yeah, I don't understand that. Like, the education department said it would no longer allow borrowers who have federal student loans that are owned by private entities to qualify for the relief program. That's because like, uh, uh, the banks were going to sue, the private banks. So in order to avoid uh, that happening, 
So do people know that? Like, I mean, they didn't announce that loudly. I mean, it was it was kind of quiet. We did report Kinda? it. When, we did report it when it happened the next day, but it hasn't been well, last, advertised. Like it happened last Thursday. Said, yeah, we had reported it oh. when it happened. Oh, okay. And so yeah, so we did say that there are people now who aren't going to qualify that they thought originally would be able to qualify. So that did actually affect. Um, I think uh, it says about seven hundred and seventy thousand people mm. will be affected by that change. Mm. All right, and Chris Cuomo is returning to primetime news. He has his first show back, um, and that show is called Cuomo on News Nation, and he said he did learn his lessons. I've relied on my family, my friends, my therapist. I've been humbled by what happened, and I'm also hungry to do better in a way that I've never been before. So this show is going to be different than what I've done in the past because I'm different. You may know this, but I was raised by a giant named Mario Cuomo. So I've seen the inner workings of campaigns now, you add to that the fact that I've been doing this job for more than 20 years. Don't let the makeup fool you. So I know the deal inside and out. The hope is to get viewers like you more involved and empowered. That's why I'm at News Nation. It's new. No group think established here. After all, News Nation refers to you, America. You are the News Nation, and we will keep the focus on your interests. All right, if you guys recall, you know, he had got fired by CNN in December of 2021. And that was for using his media sources to advise his brother, who was uh, the governor at the time, Andrew Cuomo, through that sexual harassment scandal that he had. All right, that is your front page news. All right. <clears throat> now, when we come back, Fat Joe will be joining us. We'll kick it with Fat Joe. Of course, oh, he's hosting Joey. the BET Hip Hop Awards tonight, so we're going to kick it with him. And shout to New Era, who sent uh, me, myself, and Charlemagne some gear. That's just right there. Yeah, open it up. Oh. Open up these jackets are really nice. And these uh, baseball fresh. hats. Yeah, right. They know me. Yeah, they know no, you. No, do Aaron know me? <laughs> they know Streets you. know what it is. See, yeah. I'm so consistent. They know you. I'm, I'm, I'm so consistent. That's what happens when you're consistent. They know you. When you're consistent, people know who you are, okay? Yeah. Yeah. I'm consistent. I was they hoping, send me a nice Dallas Cowboys. I was hoping it was New a Era Giants. starter. They know better. They know better. Thank you, New Era. I appreciate you. Okay? I'm not a flip-floppy person. All right? Okay? I was hoping Thank it was you, a Nothing jacket. wrong with being consistently inconsistent. All right. When we come Thank back, you, Fat Joe will be joining us. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. It's legendary uh, understatement at this point when you say <laughs> Fat Joe. Go, That's Joey. Understatement, right? Icon. Icon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fat yeah, Joe, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Welcome. Woo! I'm trying to say. If Angela Yee announced she's not here no more, what is the girl doing here? Like, <laughs> she don't want to leave. She don't want to leave. I want to leave. No, you got to stop. Like, but like, I mean, you made us cry and all that. And then, what is this? Like, you wanted attention uh, or something? Like, you know, you know, you know, Why is she still she's doing, doing it? The family member that just won't go. No, it's like when a player announces their retirement, they get the victory lap for the rest of the season. She did it. Like, I mean, <laughs> You're right, Joe. You know what? Y'all, Angela, I think I want your job, Angela. I want your job. Oh, that would be amazing. Can I be a third member of the Breakfast Club? I'm, surpri- I'm sure that you've gotten offered you a million ready. radio shows already. <laughs> nah, so. not the right one. Because ah! <laughs> Remy's already joining, so it, the two of you together. Who? The Breakfast Club. Yeah, they say yeah. Remy. That's the yeah, rumor. They said Remy's that's uh, been the rumor. Oh, that'd be incredible. I did not hear that. Imagine I swear both to God, of I'm them. not pleased. Then 
get me off the list. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want shots fired. And then after She's that, gonna be like, what? You try to take my shot? <laughs> like, yo, trust me, it's hard having a sister like that. I might need like a little that. theme all the way up or something. Way up with Angela Yee. Way up with Angela I got you, man. But I'm just like, I, I was thought we cried. It was a moment, right? And now you're still here. Just <laughs> You know what? I was, I was supposed to be gone this month, but I think with the holidays coming up, they were like, let's just wait till January. Yes. So. What's going on, BET? Tonight. 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 Awards, BET, 9 p.m. We got the host, Fat Joe, right here with us. So how was hosting that show? Did you get nervous at all? I asked you before. All right. Now I'm going to be honest with you. Yes. Right? I was never nervous, even when you asked me that question. When they said, and you're a host, Fat Joe, I felt like somebody kicked me in the chest. <laughs> My whole breath went. Uh, I never even felt this before. I never even knew what this feel like. Mm -hmm. I started breathing like, like it was when they said, and the host, and I knew what was going on because we rehearsed it so much. I was like, oh, you know, that was it. That was just that one second. Once I turned around, it was like, all right, we here now. Like it was just so comfortable. You know, all the artists are my family, you even the ones coming in. up. I would never do nothing to Jim mm -hmm. Jones. Hit what me up happened? and said they. He said they something with the COVID test. COVID protocol. Oh, it was a COVID, COVID test. COVID protocol. Okay. And they tested me twice a day. Right. BET. They were coming to my hotel in the morning, testing me. Mm -hmm. Then I get the test. Like it was just a. Mm -hmm. You know what I really asked them when I walked in there? I said, "Now, what if I got COVID? Right? <laughs> Who's in back? You don't have a host? No." Mm -hmm. Like, why are you going to do it to yourself? It's right. almost like, you know, I'm like, yo, don't even, don't let me get caught now. So how did you get the call? How did BT reach out to you saying, oh, we man, this was sickness, man. Mm -hmm. It was crazy. I was in my office in the crib and I got a phone call from Connie. What's up, Connie? What's up, Please, girl? Connie. What up, Connie? And so she called me and she was like, are you sitting down? I said, yeah. She was like, am I speaking to the host of this year's hip hop BT or what? I was like, ah! <laughs> Start running around. You know, some things get you excited. Mm -hmm. I have never been happier in years than doing this BET Hip Hop Awards. Man, it was a tremendous experience for me. And I got to show off and wear every fly outfit I wanted. To. Nah, it's too much. <laughs> you can't give me that. My outfit change. Now you got to stop. <laughs> How does the world look to you, Fat Joe? And what I mean by that is, man, you see you... You know, you're filling in for Wendy. See you on Drew Barrymore doing yoga. And, yeah, and now you're hosting the BET Awards. You Coming from the extremes you came from TV to that. TV show coming about your life and books and everything. I, but that's, that's I understand. I'm talking about the, just the, like, kind of like the mainstream embrace of Fat Joe. How does you know, that Fat look? Joe's pretty mainstream. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? We like to keep it black and brown all the time. But the truth is white people, they, they love Fat Joe too. They mm -hmm. love what's love. They love, you yeah. know. You know, they. I'm one of the most recognizable faces in hip hop anywhere. Like, there's nothing you. I, I could tell you one time I went to Morocco, and I got in the thing, and I don't want to stereotype nobody, but they just drove in the desert, kept driving for like an hour. I said, "Oh, shit, they got me. The Taliban. <laughs> the Taliban got me." I said, "I really thought I was getting kidnapped," and they just kept riding into the desert, riding into the desert. I was like, "It was nothing but camels." I was like, "Oh." They pull up into this hotel. It was like literally an oasis in the middle of nowhere, like two hours into the desert. We go up in there. I'm like, oh, just fly. There was two white girls sun tanning by the pool. The whole was empty. It was two white girls. 
White girl turned around. She's like, oh, that's Fat Joe. Hey. And turned back around. I said, damn, you famous, man. <laughs> <laughs> you just thought you were getting kidnapped by the time, man. Out of nowhere, a white girl turned around and she's like, oh, Fat Joe, how are you? This. I said, damn, you famous. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I've, I've always been like a mainstream and behind the scenes, you know. I'm a family man. I'm a great person. People know me. We mm -hmm. get along. You know, that's who I am, realistically. You know what I'm saying? So... You know, we always like to keep it uplifting our people, but we really are for everybody. And if you keep your ears open, you'll always hear a new Fat Joe story. I heard a new Fat Joe story recently. I overheard some people talking, and they said that, did you help to discover Daddy Yankee or something like that? Or No, I wouldn't say that. They got really mad at me with that story. First of all, it was, a po it was the first Drink Champs. And so people ain't understand what a podcast is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But podcasting is almost like gossiping. But if you say the truth and you and you get the facts, then it is what it is. Mm -hmm. But uh, Daddy Yankee used to be up here in the Bronx, and he used to be running down on us like crazy. But he'd be like, yo, 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 you know what I'm saying? He'd be like, yo, you the leader, you the leader. He'd be following us everywhere. Mm -hmm. Look, the man, you know, this is before reggaeton blew up. And the, so the wild story I told that was crazy was that, you know, I always liked this guy. Like, I've always had love for him. And mm -hmm. then... When he put out his record and he blew up the gasolina, I was so happy for him from far away. I mm -hmm. ain't see him. And then Lean Back's number one in America. So they both coming up. And then I finally got to see him in Madison Square Garden. And when I seen him, I was so happy to see him. The man turned around like he never met me in his life. Wow. He turned around and was like, Wow. Acting like, boom. I was like, No way. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't believe this guy. I know this guy 10 years. You know, it was it was a very big disappointment. You know what I'm saying? So you know, every time I see him, it's like cool, but it's like you know, yeah, I, never the same. Yeah, it's not the same. All right, we got more with Fat Joe when we come back. He's hosting the 2022 BET Hip Hop Awards tonight. So keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning, morning everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Fat Joe. He's hosting the 2022 BET Hip Hop Awards tonight. And what's, what's going on with, with your accountant picking? Man, I wouldn't tell you it's my accountant picking because the BDO, the accountants we talking about, they're everybody's accountant. Mm. They're the biggest accountants. Mm. Mm -hmm. So what happens is we think we're supposed to trust these people. And so what I could tell everybody out there, every athlete, it, it really mostly, because you're a businessman, you probably most likely watch it. Every athlete, every artist, don't trust them. Mm -hmm. Don't trust the business manager. Don't trust the accountants because we trust them to keep our family safe. Mm -hmm. And the saddest thing is when you turn around and you trust these people and you turn around and say, yo, these people stealing from me. Mm -hmm. Ponzi scheme. Like, they, this is not a game. Like, mm. these people really Moving stealing money my money, taking right. fake credit cards under my wife's name, going to the ATM every day, pulling out cash. You know, uh, robbing other baseball players and robbing like they would Ponzi scheme. How do you like, protect yourself? They were from paying that? my. Uh, the way you protect yourself is unfortunately, you got to go to Oprah One Hundred and One, watch all your money. Since I caught this, I've been signing my own checks, confirming my own wires, and it, it, it's crazy because it's, it's a lot more stressful. It is, yeah. and I hate that. I hate to think about money. The way Fat Joe do it is I just work, 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 and know I'm making money. I don't want to watch every single thing my wife buys, my daughter buys. You know, I don't, I, I don't like that. So we trust these people 
and turn around, they robbing us in every corner. Like, it's incredible. And we try to go to them. I never sued nobody in my life. You know how many people robbed for me? You know how many people stole my songs and did lean back a hundred, lean with it, rock with it. You know, everybody mm-hmm. could have been sued, mm-hmm. but this was it. And this is a wake up call, not just for Fat Joe, because BDO did what they did. We talked to them and was like, yo, look, you're stealing. The assistant was paying her daughter's tuition? Come on, her daughter's I mean, tuition. This, like, this is out of control. How did you catch him? My crib, the, the mortgage company told me it's the same that happened to me before. I went to jail for something yeah, like that. That's what I was asking. It's the same play, bro. I walked out like, I'm making money. I don't know if you understand that, mm-hmm. right? Like, I'm on fire. Like, there's just no way around. <laughs> no, I'm being honest. No, no, I'm trying I am being honest. It's true. I'm like a mother race car with all your cigarettes. This, this, I'm getting it, right? So when the, when the mortgage company called me and they're like, hey, uh, you're late on your payment. I'm like, this is impossible. It must be a mistake. So when they send me the that we miss payments, we label I'm like, I got a weird feeling in my stomach. And mm-hmm. I said, damn, this feel like last time. Mm. And then we start looking at, we see this, 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 we see this. I'm like, oh my God. Like, and so what happens is, listen, artists, everybody mm-hmm. who has an accountant in the game need to check and get a forensic accountant to check your money. Cause these people start thinking your money's their money. Mm-hmm. Like, I start thinking about the woman the woman's at. My daughter's sweet 16, right? And I'm thinking about if she's a real crook, which she is, right? She's sitting down. She's probably sitting there with her husband like, you believe this guy spent all our money in this party? (laughs) 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 You believe this guy spent all our money in this party? And it's so, it's crazy because you working to secure your family and the people who are supposed to protect Mm -hmm. you are Mm -hmm. robbing you. This is the second time this happened to me, like, same play. So what happens See? to them now? Um, well, we had to sue them, and we didn't want to do it, but we sued them and say, hey, look, we showing you 10, 15 different examples with proof mm-hmm. that your people are right. Like, we was, we was paying with my credit card hundreds of thousands on baseball players. It's a Ponzi scheme. Rob P. didn't give the ball. We was paying other people's credit cards, mm. right? Like, <laughs> 100,000, 80,000 for baseball players I never met in my life. Then we got some payments on my credit card that baseball players click. Nah, it was incredible. Like, this is like That's a real, crazy. it's a big problem. And do you I get your money back at least? Nobody. You know, I'm no rat. You know what I'm saying? But principle is principle. You cannot steal millions of dollars from me and think we're not coming. And I'm already paying you too much money. Right. When we started figuring out how much we was paying them. You know, we, we went back because we they ain't been giving us our that's another thing. They ain't give us our records. When we figured out this, we had to figure this all out ourselves. Like they didn't give us like you you would think they'd be like, Oh, you're my partner, maybe the employee stole. We wanna help you. It's been straight up like no help. So they like, hiding something. Oh, they know. They know that she stole, but they also know but they messed up because I told them, I am the mouth of the South. Like mm-hmm. you do not want me. Talking about you robbed me with a megaphone. Like, you know, you robbed me. Look, we have the proof. Why don't you just pay me back? Nah, sue us. So the arrogancy mm. of such a big company, they're like, nah, get it, sue us. Oh, you don't f- up now. So the last conversation I had with this employee, I said, yo, Vanessa, you know, if you stole, I'm going to catch you. The last words, I said, oh, no, I never. And they all, everybody's response is always, 
no, 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 no. And so now they got me on high alert. Now I'm watching everything. Mm-hmm. $9.99, $10. I'm watching everything smoking. Listen, the first thing I do every morning when I wake up is check all my accounts and credit cards. Very, Before very. Before I even look you at You look Instagram, like you check your account. I do, I do. I check you everything. Do. Hey, guess what? Since I've been checking my account, Boy, that thing is rising to the top, boy. <laughs> God damn. But you, you, know, you, know, uh, you know, I check all my accounts, but the only thing is you're you going to watch what your daughter spends and what your wife spends all the time. They out of control. You be like, baby girl. Like, 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 I mean, baby girl, come on. Now I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, they ain't stealing. You know, they're not, they not like the accountant. Boy, they know how to help themselves. Who don't? Yeah. And they don't hear no type of like, yo, we got to watch out. We got to be, nah, they don't know what that means. All the way up. Oh, <laughs> my God. Yo, they do not know what that means. Now, you, you was on Charlemagne's show, and uh, people took something that you said and no. didn't understand it. They didn't understand it. You, you understood about, it? Those are people outside of the culture, though. That's, what I, that's, that's the way I explained I it. It's pe- people inside the culture understand, like, that is the best case scenario. Just... Take what I got, leave me people to be, leave me alive. All right, guys, so for me to simplify it for people who mm-hmm. never been involved with crime, I wasn't talking to y'all. I was talking directly to the guys who sticking <clears throat> people up. Mm-hmm. And hopefully we save some lives. Mm-hmm. That's what I was trying to do. And so for some reason, you asked me what's my position. I realized that as an OG in the game that been in the street and the streets respect me, it's my obligation now to talk to the youth Mm-hmm. and let them know the truth. Now, people been robbing people before Christ. Now, if you rob, the point I was gonna, what I was trying to make was like, why you gotta kill the man and take his life? Mm-hmm. It's the only problem I got. Two days ago, I watched a guy rob a bodega. He in New York. The man was on his knees praying. He showed him the stashes. Like, yo, look, look, you forgot something. Went in the refrigerator. Yeah, there you go, peace. God turned around, bah, shoots him in the head. Mm. That's pure evil. Yeah. Because my thing is when you rob somebody, so your ribs is touching, you gotta eat. I know they're gonna do that. I have done that. You see, so I speak from a position. Now, if I would've went with Charlemagne on the beautiful show and said, you guys, are t-, they would've been like, yo, you a hypocrite, bro. You were sticking dudes up in the Bronx. We know. Mm-hmm. So I had to keep it real with the people I was talking to. Right, but never. I work every day. I'm just told you a situation where a guy with a suit is robbing me. Mm-hmm. I don't want no one to get robbed. That was not the message. The message was like, hey guys, I know y'all with me. Yo, don't kill, bro. Do me a favor, man. Just rob him. All right, we got more with Fat Joe. When we come back, it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Fat Joe. He's hosting the 2022 BET Hip Hop Awards tonight. Now, have you and Irv spoke since? No, I seen Chris Gotti last night. I love him. I love Irv Gotti. I love his whole entire family, his mother. Now, my problem was like, if you're Remy Ma, you're Shanti, you're my sis. When I see you, sis, I love you, sis. No matter how much I love a person, I cannot sit there and watch this man disrespect Mm -hmm. my sister. Right. I feel like a sucker if I don't address it now. I've been so used to IG and cameras being in my face. Maybe was that the right platform or maybe it was a private call? Don't know. It's done already. Mm -hmm. But Irv Gotti's correct. I'm not his friend. I love him. He's my brother. He helped me at a time when nobody wanted to help me. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget that. And so what you got to understand is girls I call my sister, they feel so protected because 
I don't give you per vibes. I, I never gave you a per never, vibe. Never, never. I'm not that type of guy. Joey is a good time. No, you no. go out, he gonna have fun, be I, friendly I, with I love, everybody. You know, people think Fat Joe got the terror squad. I'm really protected by women mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. I respect them so much. So that was all about me, you know. So when Chris, had, Chris one of my best friends on mm -hmm. earth, when he approached me, I said, yo, bro, that's my sister, bro. Yeah, but you know, they're real tight family. So. Mm -hmm. Herb feels a way, Chris, Chris feels, feels the same that's way. Right. Mm -hmm. That's how they get down. But he on, I seen him two times since then. Yesterday I seen him, he had a bigger smile. Love right. you, brother. Mm -hmm. You know, so mm -hmm. this is gonna time is gonna do what it's gotta do. But me personally, I want everybody to know he's my brother. That's how I feel about the the the, the N-word conversation. It feels like every few years it's fat Joe can't use the N-word. And I'm like, well, they've been saying that since the nineties. Like, why it's do in the book the nineties? First of all, my projects is 90%. I'll give you 80% black. Still, my grandmother's projects is 99.9% .9 black. So I'm Spanish. I knew I was Latino, but the whole time I thought I was black anyway. So my mom's lived there 40 years before I was born. And I'm born, blonde hair, green eyes. She brings me, it's crazy, mm -hmm. right? She brings me there. The first thing they go, look, oh, look at this little Joey. He got green eyes. Mm -hmm. That's all I knew my whole life, mm -hmm. before even elementary. And so it's a lot of uh, woke society or something going on these days and Twitter and all that, that um, I guess they don't understand where I come from, mm -hmm. where I was born. I wish we never used it. Same. I've been trying to stop. You know what I'm saying? But I've been saying this since I was born. I mean, do I look like a racist? The conversation is always confusing to me because I thought that was a th I thought in New York that was a thing. It the is a thing. Say it is. It is a thing. You need to judge a person by who they character truly is, who they really are, who they represent. Let me be clear on this. Mm -hmm. Fat Joe's for black and Latino people. Fat Joe, when he gives out food in the community, he gives it to black and Latino people. When Fat Joe opens his school in his store, he has black and Latino kids there. When he opens anything, it's always for both equally. When Farrakhan sees me, he says, peace, black man. That's right. That's right. When Reverend Al Sharpton sees me, he says, peace, black man. Mm -hmm. What do you want me to do? Am I cool some places? I'm cool not there. You know, I've been a mutt my whole career. Mm -hmm. I've been too black for some Spanish people and been too Spanish for some black people. Well, you're hosting you tonight, the Black real, Entertainment real, real Television Awards. That's show. right. That's crazy. And don't you think... And it's amazing. Don't you think sometimes you find yourself in arguments with kids that just might not know any better? Like, even when they say things like... Like, when yo, you, you said... You gotta stop, Sean, No, man. when you said the statement about Latinos all, and hip-hop. You got the end and all that. Yo, you got it. <laughs> you tell me about Latinos and hip-hop. No. Can you please... Tell me about Latino. They've you, been there since the Mr. beginning. Black America, yeah. you got your own show. Can you please tell me They've about been there that? since the beginning. God damn. Like, right? So money is so much. You know, it's a fact what I'm saying. Like a fact. Though this is a billion percent. Hip hop's 50 years old. Mm -hmm. It was black and Latino. Mm -hmm. What the hell on earth you want me to tell you? Is this a Diet Pepsi? <laughs> it is. I, I said, you know, Fat Joe Fat. This is no controversy. Oh, no, that's debatable now. This is no controversy. And I have an obligation. Being a, a, a true hip-hop culture, yeah. not only that, we always been multiracial. Since day one, there was Asians, there was white people there, there was this, and they all, we always taught each other. So now a lot of these people that are on Twitter and stuff like that, 
no disrespect because I don't like to alienate mm. nobody, but they're from different places that ain't New York and the Bronx where it was created. I'm not making this up. This is what it is. I'm black, bro. Fat Joe is black. I hate slavery. I hate oppression. I hate systemic racism. This is what you got to ask yourself, everybody pro whatever. If you see a black woman getting harm on the corner, are you willing to die for Because I am. Read the book. <laughs> I get it. We should understand the pain. What happened? Don't take it out on me. Like, I don't got to do with this. I, I was born in the projects on welfare. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm under the same oppression. I got my ass whooped 10 million times in the projects by police. My ass whooped. Have you ever been dumped in a dumpster upside down head first by the police? No. <laughs> oh, well, I have. You talk about police brutality? Bro, we can make a book on that. Well, we're looking forward to seeing the BET Hip Hop Awards tonight at 9 p.m. Now, are you performing? I know you're coming out with the loud records. Definitely performing. Are you performing besides that? How many loud times are you records. performing? Wow. Diamonds is dancing legendary. <laughs> uh, clothes is too much. Uh, Hip-hop looks so beautiful. The Cyphers was incredible. They mm -hmm. got a battle, a smack battle. A smack battle, yeah, smack DVD. That's, that was crazy. The performances mm -hmm. are sick. I don't want to mess everything up. You know I'm a producer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yo, <Yo, shout out. laughs> proud of you, man. Thank you, brother. Nah, nah, I went to his show. Mm -hmm. Y'all got to understand, man. No one man can have it all. Mm-hmm. The only way to be strong is all your brothers and sisters got to win. I don't mm -hmm. know what these people don't understand. That's real. If Envy, you fall in trouble, say you do, God forbid, mm -hmm. right? You could pick up the call and be like, yo, Joe, yo, we going to come together and we help moving you. in. Your house big enough? Yep. That's the fact. We love you like that. <laughs> no, no, we love you like mm -hmm. that. What but about what the I'm, kids, though? You know, He got nah, 12 nah. of them. <laughs> well, two of them are going to be out, so just four left. Anyway, <laughs> right? We we have to be strong. Mm -hmm. Whether our friends own a barber shop, own a mechanic shop, own a this, it's no such thing as one person winning. Mm -hmm. If everybody wins, then you can help each other. That's real. But what I'm saying, yo, give me a Diet Pepsi, please. Um, Diddy Air publicist that's, what, yeah, that's, 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 the, that's the second uh, endorsement right there. No, 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 is a Diet Pepsi guy. There's nothing you could do. I have refrigerators in every room. My daughter knows at three in the morning when I go to the bathroom and she hears that. She knows it's Joe. It doesn't have nothing to do with endorsement. But the fact that I can really enjoy something and still get paid Latina said, ask him to name some of the performers and are there any surprises? <laughs> Come over here, Natina, because I don't know who I should say, who I shouldn't say. Natina said, please bring this back All to right. the awards. Push your T in the clips. <laughs> wow. The clips. That was a surprise. Wow. So that was, I up the surprise. Come on, first one. Yes, that first was, one. That, that, he could have said Come anyone on, but Connie, that Jesse, please. Said, I did not know that was no, happening. Little Flip, Little nah, Kim, was Mom Deep, M.O.P., Remy Ma, 3-6 Mafia, Wu-Tang. You could have said all of those. Wu-Tang. And I picked the one. <laughs> you picked the one that nobody knew about. <laughs> Listen, tell you, let me tell you something. <laughs> 9 o'clock tonight, <laughs> man. <laughs> We've said Listen, too let much. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I really put on for hip-hop. You know, I took it serious. No, I'm trying to get hired somewhere. You got the talk show coming on stars. Yeah, we got a lot of jobs, man. Mm -hmm. We got stars, the talk show. And Joe's we, coming back next month, too. He's coming back. So yeah, we got the book so out. It's, it's, it's enough. It's yeah, enough. That's what I'm saying. Let's get it. We're okay. doing BT tonight. We you know Fat Joe talk a lot of s***. 
Man. He's coming back next month. Talk about the book. We talk about the book. The book all I guess I'm going to still be here, Joey. I don't think you ever leave it. I think they faked this out. I'll see you next month here, Joey. You made a, next month. a fake uh, uh, exit. These guys here, man, let me tell you something. Let me tell you, your skin's been better since you made the announcement. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's a lot less stress. You know, you don't need that uh, that that title over you. But uh, we proud of you, man. You do Thank your you, thing, Joe. man. I'm sure you're going to be successful uh, wherever you go. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna be that we're going to support Joe. you. She's I'm doing midday. She got a nationally syndicated midday show. Way up with Angela Yee. Nationally. Yeah, she's on like what? You starting over 30 markets or something like that? Minimum 30. Yeah. You guys getting a lot of money, man. <laughs> I love it, though. Well, it's Fat Joe tonight. Tune in 9 o'clock, the BET Hip Hop Awards. Joe Critter. We appreciate your brother. It's the Breakfast Club. It's Fat Joe. Listen. You still say that with no context? No, that's The Rumor Report. It's the Rumor Report. No Breakfast Club. No context to that, huh? Just. You think everybody know the story? You just assuming, huh? We're about to get to it right now. Okay. All right. Well, Kanye caused uh, quite a stir. He was trending on social media along with the slogan, White Lives Matter. And that is because of his Yeezy Season 9 collection in Paris. He had a black shirt with the slogan, White Lives Matter, and the front of the shirt was the Pope's face. And so several models were also wearing various versions of that design. Candace Owens was there also wearing the shirt as well. And uh, Kanye West and Kim's daughter, North, participated in the show. She wasn't wearing the shirt, though. It didn't seem that she was wearing the shirt. So Vogue interviewed Kanye ahead of the surprise show. And he said, you know, specifically in this fashion context, I see myself more as a George Lucas than a fashion designer. There's just people from the same planet. And sometimes in high school, it feels like we don't fit in. And in a situation like this, we have the opportunity to come together to express who we are. So... You know, a lot of people had things to say about these White Lives Matter um, shirts and the statement that he was potentially trying to make. I saw that some people said they're not messing with him anymore. I saw Boosie Badass said, after all we've been through as a race, you put this disrespectful ish on you gives no Fs about how blacks have died and suffered to the hands of the white man. And you say Bush don't like black people, really? So his daughter wasn't wearing it, though. Yes, from what we saw. It, am, it, it amazes me that y'all still give Kanye exactly what he wants, and that's attention. Now, now everybody talking about him and his fashion show, he knows exactly what he's doing, and people fall for it every time. And I've said this a million times, and every time I say it, folks call me a hater. But the reality is, there's not too many people in the world who openly seek white validation like Kanye was. And whenever he's going through something, whenever it's beef with a corporation, beef with his ex-wife, he becomes so pro-black. But when he's up and things are fine, it's slavery was a choice. Black people focus on race too much. And when he's in these circles like he was in Paris at that fashion show, it's white lives matter. Kanye West loves white validation. He longs for it. And it amazes me that folks let what they already know make them mad. He also posted in his story, everyone knows that Black Lives Matter was a scam. Now it's over. You're welcome. <laughs> Regardless of how you feel about the oh, organization, gosh. the statement Black Lives Matter is essential to living in this country because we have to constantly remind America that black lives indeed do matter because they show us at every waking moment that they don't. That's what forget the organization. What about the statement? Does you, your black lives matter, Mr. West? Are you still on the director of his security team for presidential? I, 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 I never was that. But but once again, and I'll say this till I'm dark blue in the face, okay? 
Nobody openly seeks white validation like Kanye. That's your guy. And 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 I and I've told him this directly. All right. Now Kim Kardashian is paying a one point two six million dollar fine from the Securities and Exchange Commission. And that is for cryptocurrency. Okay, apparently celebrities have been selling uh, goods on QVC and infomercials for decades before Instagram or cryptocurrencies even existed. But lawyers are saying you have to be extra cautious when pushing financial products. It's a lot worse than selling other types of products. According to SEC enforcement attorney Ron Geffner, he told the Post, celebrities aren't thinking through the fact that cryptocurrencies may be governed by securities laws. There are far more wide-reaching implications for celebrities and influencers in dealing with securities and the laws about regulating securities than other industries. So she was promoting an individual crypto token that was low-hanging fruit for regulators, but celebs who promoted sites like Crypto.com and FTX where customers can trade a wide variety of cryptocurrencies could also be targets, according to a crypto expert and London School of Economics uh, visiting fellow Garrick Hillman. He said, I wonder whether that's the next frontier. A lot of cryptocurrencies are operating as unregistered securities, and they could therefore interpret celebs who promote those sites for trading those digital coins as violating securities laws. Yeah, sad part about that is uh, that one million plus not going to hurt Kim, but it's probably mm-hmm. mad people who believed in her and invested in that <laughs> that crypto who lost money that they never going to recover from. Yeah, but you know what? She in, in a situation like that, she might not know. You know, That's that true. they might have paid her to do it, and she might think it's a, it's a great investment. That's she true. didn't do her homework and. Whatever happened, happened. It, I don't think she was blatantly was like, "Oh, we are gonna get over on people." That, That's you true. Know, that happens sometimes. I didn't, you know, she didn't know because that cryptocurrency and that NFTs had everybody in a frenzy for one second. This, you see this? This is an NFT. It's an and NFT. it's worth <laughs> whatever you want to pay for it. And the page one is worth whatever it is. And page two is worth, you know. This is what it is. Yeah, well, you always have to be careful what it is that you represent. And that's why there's all these regulations, too, that you have to let people know that something is an ad or that you're getting paid to promote something, too. Mm-hmm. Because that's also an issue when people act like, you know, they're not getting paid for something or they don't disclose that they are getting paid to do certain things and mm-hmm. promote a brand. That could also leave you open for a lawsuit like this. All right, and that is your rumor report. All right, Charlamagne, who are you giving your donkey to? Man, four after the hour, I was going to play a game of guess what race it is, but. <sighs> Why can't we play? Because <laughs> it's just too clear. And no. this makes Don't me think tell about me. other I things. Play. No, but it does make me think about other things, like the use of the N word, which I'm trying to stop using, but God damn it. Sometimes you just hear stories that say this, and you just be like, this nigga. You know what I mean? So four after the hour, we need a young man named Forenzo Murphy to come to the front of the congregation. We like to have a word with him. I do have a suggestion for the N-word, though. All right. We'll, I get, do. we'll get to that next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. I was born a donkey. It's the donkey of the day. Donkey, donkey, donkey. That's time for the donkey of the day. That's pretty funny. Charlamagne the devil? Possibly. <laughs> Breakfast Club. Well, donkey today for Tuesday, October 4th goes to a 31-year-old man from Connecticut named Forenza Murphy. Uh, let me be the first to admit that this young man is the reason your Uncle Charla, no matter how hard he tries, can't stop saying the word nigga. Hmm? Okay? Maybe the adjustment that needs to happen is we don't refer to people as the N-word, but we just refer to actions as nigga tree. That way they can apply to all races, colors, and creeds. But I'm saying all that to say there's absolutely no way you can listen to this story and not say this, nigga. Okay? Oh, boy. Let me hear Uncle Ruckus real quick. Just play it for me one time, Reg. Let me set the tone. I want to play a game. Shut up. And powerful n-
surgery at work here. Yes, it is. Now, Forenza was a fugitive, and he was on the run from Connecticut authorities. See, Forenza was serving a four-year sentence on a robbery charge. Uh, don't get me wrong, one day in prison is one day too long, but a four-year bid, people will take that scratch in a heartbeat, okay? That's a high school term. Freshman to senior, bong, four years, done. Okay, that's one presidential term. Long time, no doubt. But ask someone doing 10 years, ask someone doing 20, ask someone doing life, how does that compare to four years, all right? I bet you they'll snatch that four years in a heartbeat. But Forenza was serving a four-year sentence, and clearly he couldn't stand to be there because he was in a halfway house in Bridgeport when he left without permission. Now, what's confusing to me about this situation is if he was in the halfway house, doesn't that mean he was on the way home? I thought the point of a halfway house was that you were halfway home. They send you to the halfway house to get you ready to get back adjusted to society. So just a little more patience, he would have been home. But no, not Forenza. Outside was calling. And when outside calls, for some reason, niggas pick up on the first ring. Okay? So Forenza Murphy left without permission, and he got caught. Would you like to know how he got caught? Let's go to News Observer for the report, please. According to authorities in Georgia, a man was arrested at his own birthday party weeks after he's accused of escaping a halfway house in Connecticut. Deputies arrested Forenza Rakeem Murphy on Saturday, October 1st, at a family member's home in McDonough. The 31-year-old, who deputies said was serving time on a robbery charge at a Connecticut Department of Correction halfway house in Bridgeport, was there to celebrate his birthday. Murphy was setting up for his party when deputies arrived after they received a tip. Murphy was accused of leaving the halfway house without permission and had been on the run since August 8th. He was booked into the Henry County Jail and faces additional charges. Jesus, I understand. I understand why you don't want to come back. For what? For what? A party, man. Not just, a, not just any party. His own birthday party. Forenza escaped from jail and then got arrested at his own birthday party. Police say they got a tip. By tip, do they mean invite? <laughs> I'm assuming an invite. I can't prove this. I have no facts to stand on when I say this. But I know that this party was promoted on Facebook. I just If it wasn't on Facebook, it was on social media somewhere. I just know it was. Somebody DM me the invite. I know they had it. He probably sent it to his close friends. He probably thought he could just send it to his close friends on Instagram and nobody would be the wiser, okay? Probably promoted it as a welcome home party. I don't know. All I know is he escaped from jail in Connecticut and decided to go to Georgia and have a birthday party at a family member's house, and now he's back locked up. Now, Forenza has been on the run since August 8th. He would have eventually gotten caught, guaranteed. But having a birthday party while you're on the run as a fugitive, I'm pretty sure probably led to him getting caught faster. Okay, Forenza, all you had to do was that four-year bid, and you could have had all the cake, all the Casamigos, and all the chicken wings you want. But no! You just had to submit to your lower will, your lower nature, and participate in N-word activities. <sighs> Please let Remy Ma give Forenza Murphy the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw, hee-haw, you stupid motherfucker, are you? Dumb. And I know Jesus is not coming back. And I'm pretty sure Jesus regrets dying for 95% of you. Okay? So he's not making that mistake again. All right? And I'm really trying not to say the N-word anymore, but you have to tell me a word that describes this kind of behavior better. Play play Uncle Ruckus one more time, Red. Just... And powerful at work. Yeah. That's all you can say in regards to a situation like this. But I will start referring to the actions of people as niggatry instead of referring to individuals as niggas. That's that's my evolution with the N-word. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Rested in Connecticut, had a party in the A. Right, who said the A now? See, there, there you he go making Georgia. them stuff. All I said was Georgia. Anybody said number eight. Sound like the A to me. Georgia's a big place. Could be Savannah. <laughs> he was could be Macon. Okay, there's a lot of places in Georgia you can have a good time. After right? party at, at King of Diamonds. I know. King of Diamonds? Ain't that Miami? Hey, I went to Atlanta too. Oh. Shout out to Canelli. Mm. All right, now, thank you for that donkey today. Now, when we mm-hmm. come back, Tammy Roman will be joining us. And? And, of course, Jill Ramsey. We're going to be Jill. talking to them uh, today. They got a, a new show, House of Vicious. Tammy's been doing a bunch of shows. and we gonna Well, they got a them. production company, uh, Roman Ramsey. Roman I know it Ramsey. sounds like a law firm, yes. but Roman Ramsey yep. Productions. Yep, and yes. we're going to talk to them when we come back, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbrook, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! (laughs) And outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. Don't miss the new docuseries, Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny, executive producer of Insecure, Black Twitter. A people's history tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there... Time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S., 
That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got some special guests joining us this morning. Yes, Rapper. indeed. It is cold outside. I right? know. It yes. got cold overnight. Overnight. Mm-hmm. It's like I live in Houston, so I'm like, ooh, I ain't prepared. Oh, no, you're not used to the Jersey, New York weather no more. I live here, but I don't come outside. <laughs> but Tammy and Jill, let's talk about it first before we get started. You guys' relationships with each other because you have a production company together. Yes. yes. Okay. Yes, we yes. have a production company together, Roman Ramsey. We've been knowing each other over ten years, mm-hmm. and it's I like met- a law firm. It does say that. It is. Look at the productions on it. Roman Ramsey <laughs> Productions. There you go. There you go. Um, and so I met her because she used to work for Wendy Williams Productions mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and every time I would come on the show she was always the, the person that kind of like facilitated it and so we became friends mm-hmm. Absolutely. and like when we started this venture it's like you know you're my sister so yeah you know when I left and plus Wendy. she loaned me money when I was down and out one time <laughs> Oh, you did? No, that's dumb, though. Oh, my God. She did. It was like $15,000. Really? Yeah. And we weren't even really that tight then. And I just was, like, telling her my situation. Mm -hmm. And she was like, oh, I got you. I mean, I knew I could find her on TV. (laughs) Like, (laughs) (laughs) no, but I mean. a lot of money, Listen, we're we're super cool. She has a great spirit. Like, Mm -hmm. I like working Mm -hmm. with people with good energy. Which, as you know, because I used to rock with you mm-hmm. and Charlemagne, that's you right. know, like I rock with people who have good energy. So that's what it was with Tammy. So when I left the show and I was like figuring out what I was going to do next, mm-hmm. then, you know, it was just a natural yeah. link. We already had ideas for shows and other television ideas. Yeah. We have more stuff coming than what's out there. So Tammy about cooking. I've been seeing Tammy in everything. She, she's I mean, booked and busy. Yeah, she's on five different like shows. Yours, but you know, Tammy, I would never have thought you even had a period of being down and out. Really? I mean, just you because... didn't see season two of Basketball Wife. <laughs> But you I don't just, know what's real and what's yeah, not don't, real. You don't you know, know what's a storyline and what's not a storyline. She's making true, money. True, true, true. Yeah, no. Get it booked. Was, it was a down period for like 18 months. I say it like it was like mm-hmm. five, six years. But it was like 18 <laughs> months. But when, you know, when you're you, you when you're used to having like that right. downtime, it's mm-hmm. like, oh my God, what am I going to do? I got two kids, you know, all of that. So, 
Um, yeah, I definitely had my moment, and you know, like I had good people in my life that kind of helped me out of that. You How'd know? you get to that point? Because uh, I was doing a show mm-hmm. um, that was produced, executive produced by Queen Latifah and Shaquem, and it was a VH1 BET hybrid co-production show mm-hmm. called Wifey. And they picked up the show. I picked up, moved my whole family to Jersey. Mm-hmm. And then they couldn't figure out their deal and just canceled the show. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> right. wow. But I was stuck here, like, you know, in Jersey. And so um, my kids were already enrolled in school and everything. And I literally, like, used all my savings to, like, move cross-country, move, you know, get mm-hmm. everything set up here. And then they pulled the show. And so how, I was stuck How did you get here. out of that? I started working at Morgan Stanley. Mm-hmm. And um, I was on the train one day, and this lady was like, oh, my God, I just watched you. I had a show called Moonlight that had just gotten canceled. I just watched you on TV last night. What are you doing on the train? And I was like, I'm going to work like you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, I'm trying to pay these bills. And then I thought about it and was like, yeah, why am I on the train? Like, what is going on, Tammy? Like, you're just, like, (laughs) you know, just settling for Mm -hmm. this moment in your life. And so I went home that weekend and saw Basketball Wise the first season. And I was like, damn, I was a basketball wife. I'm going to call them and see if I could get up on there. <laughs> and so I called VH1. And um, I got on basketball wise. I did not know all that backstory yeah, before basketball wise. That's, that's, that's how it happened. Yep. That's well, at least, you know, most people would have felt like they're too good to get a regular job after being in the oh, no. and everything. You was like, nah, I got to take no. it. I've been working since I was 13 years old. Mm-hmm. I lied mm-hmm. to get a job at Kentucky Fried Chicken when I was 13 years old because, you know, I'm just, I come from that. My mom worked three jobs. Mm-hmm. I never saw anybody sit around in my family and raised by all women. It was like, I can't be the one that's like, I'm about to jump Word. off the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> what was the lie you told KFC? Yeah. That you was older? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Got you. Yeah. And, and were you a rapper as a kid? Because today, I'm just telling you guys, you know, BT did a cypher. <laughs> you want to produce an album, bro? You done brought this up four I times. Know what? I want to explain Ch- it. Charlemagne, please call him out on this <laughs> And they did a different type of cypher with you know, influencers. And they had like Pretty V and they had La La Milan. They had so many different people. Dapper Dan. I knew it was coming. But Tammy Roman is rapping, rapping, <laughs> dropping it low like little Tim. She's, so she got into you, it. Were you a rapper? Because that was natural. Like, no, rap- I was not a rapper. You never rapped before. Tiana Trail. I, li- li- listen. I was supposed to be a model, a supermodel, like Linda Evangelista. (laughs) And that did not happen. And so then I decided I was going to be in a singing group, but I can't really sing that well. Okay. So I decided I would be the rapper of the group, but I can't really rap that well. Um, But somehow I managed to get the group signed, Mm -hmm. and then we fell apart because I just wasn't good at either one of them. She did it all. (laughs) But but I tried. I shot my, you know, shot the shot at it, you know. (laughs) But yeah, so they got the cypher, as you done told the world. And so a lot of us came out that Mm -hmm. aren't rappers Mm -hmm. that are doing, you know, like our best 16s we can put Mm -hmm. together, you know. And you guys had a coach, right? Uh, Little Kim, because they split us up into teams. Right, yeah. (laughs) So Little Kim was my team's coach, and then we had Remy Ma on the other side coaching the other set of people. But my daughter Jazz wrote my rap, and I feel like, you know, it's ghost it was good. It was yeah. good. Yeah, I had a ghost writer. Several people do in the industry. You know, that's nothing new. You got jazz on the t- jazz on the TV show too, right? Jazz is doing the theme song. Okay, okay, for okay. The show. Lyric, Lyric is on, Lyric is on, on the show. Lyric, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a family affair. Baby. It is. So let's talk about the show. House of Vicious. 
I'm going to leave that up to Jill since she's the creator. Come okay. on, tell us about House of Vicious, ma. So House of Vicious is like a culmination of, like I've been working in entertainment for 25 years. Mm-hmm. So it's a culmination of all of my experiences and different people that I met. And I had a pretty interesting life myself. So some of it is, you know, my elements, but mm-hmm. there is not a character because people keep asking, is it based on this or is it based on that? There's not one character in there that's one person. Mm-hmm. It is a culmination of a bunch of different people or it might be a scenario that I saw and it didn't turn out the way I wanted it, so I made it that in the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I made it what I wanted it, you know? Like, TV is just fun. You could create whatever you want. And I think that um, House of Vicious, I mean, I think you guys know it's about a fashion house and all the crazy things that happen there with their glam squad and everything else. But it talks about, we delve into some real life issues. Yeah, Yeah, it's crazy Mm -hmm. for the television aspect where we deal with some real life issues. Like Mm -hmm. anybody can relate to, to something in there. There's the infidelity, there's There's the drug drug use, you know, all of that. And Tammy killed it. Like when I made Chantel, I knew that she was going to be that person. Mm -hmm. Like we didn't even consider anybody else. The fashion, does that head of the fashion house? Mm -hmm. Okay. All right, we got more with Jill Ramsey and Tammy Roman. We're talking about House of Vicious, uh, Unfaithful, Miss Pat show. She got a lot what she's working on. We got more with Tammy Rowan when we come back as the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Everybody, it's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Tammy Roman and Jill Ramsey. Yee. And you've been doing a lot with cheating lately and infidelity. I have. Okay. Is that something? Listen, that's, you know, it's in my background. Like, you know. um, but yeah, we got Unfaithful, of course. You know. Is that a real show, Unfaithful? Yes, it is. stories. Have you seen stories? Oh, man, listen. Some of stories are like, there's no way. Possible way. This got to be fake. No, it's not fake. You know, the people really, because let me tell you something about VH1. Like, on some for real stuff, they never want people to actually do what you just did. Like, that's fake. Like, I saw so-and-so and and she really dates this one because then that, you know, lowers the integrity of the show. Mm -hmm. So they are sticklers about these people being in these relationships, having these moments, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So that when they come to us for help, you know, um, we really are able to navigate them, help navigate them. But what did they take out, though? Because, I mean, I seen one episode where the girl was dating the guy's friend, and then the guy's friend just started dating the girl, and then they met in a restaurant, and mm-hmm. then they argued, and then they had dinner, and then they both left together. I'm like, this is weird. This is wild. There was no fighting, no furniture moving, no slapping, no punching, no kicking, nothing. That's called maturity. Um, <laughs> no more abusive relationships. Yeah, it, you know, it was all, it was toxic enough. But you know, we're not trying to be like love. You know, for sh- oh my God, they're gonna kill me. I'm gonna make this comparison at the expense of losing some friendships. But we're not loving hip hop. You know, like we're not trying to throw chairs and fight and all that stuff. We really try to steer away from that. However, we can't help how somebody reacts. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And we just try to control that moment if it goes like that. 
But Envy, I don't know why you asking. Aren't you? Aren't you coming on as a co-host? Aren't you? Uh, you going on a show called Unfaithful? Uh, uh, I thought uh, you said come on on. I was like, no, no, I was like, no. You just stupid. Why? You just dumb. Why are you going on a show called Unfaithful? It's about helping other brothers so oh, they don't no. uh, because the same he, path he's coming to my phone. He's speaking from his experience of having been Lord. a cheater right. and then trying <laughs> to help people. You just people. keep going down that road for no reason. <laughs> you just keep bringing up that story for no <laughs> damn reason. It's not, my story. it's not his story, it's not though. My story. It's not his but story. I'm to help he's going to help me help people. That's right. Okay. <laughs> I'll just be over here saying black men don't cheat. That's enough for me. <laughs> what's your, Tammy, what's your craziest um, unfaithful story from your past? Because you said it's things you've dealt with in the past, too. So if you could say I had a crazy situation, what would you say is in, in the top craziest? Okay, one of the top ones was with my ex-husband. <laughs> and I had a feeling that there was a chick, right? That there was somebody that he was seeing. And there was this one girl that just would not go away. And so the team was on the road and I kept calling his hotel room like and he wouldn't answer. So I'm like, he don't sleep this hard. Like you you not in you not in that room. Depends mm-hmm. how long the game was. Could have nah, been double son. overtime. Nah, still trying to come in. Black men don't see that I'm just saying, it could be other reasons. Now, was, this in <laughs> was this in Boston? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. So, as I was saying, <laughs> I remember the girl's name. And called the hotel back and asked for her. No! And they put me through. Oh boy. And she answered. No! And I said, let me talk to Kenny. And she said, hold on. (laughs) Wow. No shame. No shame. No shame. And he got on the phone. He was like, hello, because he was asleep. And I said, Kenny, Kenny, what, Kenny, what the? <laughs> but yeah, but I, that's not what I said. I, I said he wasn't in his room. I said he wasn't in his room. Um, and and uh, he heard my voice and hung up. Ooh. <laughs> I know he was crazy. so mad at that woman. Why would you pass your wife? Now, did you stay? Uh, they, 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 they ended up having that? two kids together, actually. Damn. Close your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Some black wow. men do cheat, oh, Charlemagne. Wow. <laughs> did you stay after that, or was it over? Was that the final straw? I did stay. I did stay, and I think that's why you know, coming from that perspective, and being a- sweat. Look at me sweating. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, you hear these stories, you get anxiety. And like, Lord have mercy. I did stay, Lord have mercy. but that's why I think I'm the perfect person for caught in the act because. Right. I understand a person's thought process of trying to rationalize, navigate, understand, you know, comprehend why a person is doing this, but having so much love for them that you try to make it work, even though you see the signs in front of you. And it took me some time to Mm -hmm. get to the point of where it was like, this is not good and I've got to love myself more. And Mm -hmm. so that's what I'm encouraging people to do on Caught in the Act. And it's real. And it's absolutely positively real. I shot an episode with Tammy. Yes. They go through everything, and I had to try to help the brother out, and, and you know, smarten him. So it's like cheaters. Yeah. It's, yes. It's mm-hmm. like Two point though. But, but right. nobody getting stabbed on a boat. And yeah, then, but yeah. just showing him what he's doing wrong, and explaining it to him, and breaking him down in a way that he would understand. He jumped over me. Tell me, give me some tips. How did you not get caught all those years? What if he said that? I got caught, oh, but he, I, I break it down and I explain what happened to the point one time where they arguing. And, tr- and Tammy's looking at me and I'm like, Tammy, help. Like, He's they- like, Tammy, get up, help me. I'm like, nah, you get it. But, but, Go ahead, but, tell them your story. But it's a great show because they <laughs> You ever seen Cheaters when Peter Guns was hosting and the dude said, man, you be cheating too? <laughs> <laughs> but, the, but the guy did say that to him. He was like, how no. you gonna help me yeah. when you have cheated? See? 
That's what exactly why you asked me. Learn from my mistakes. Yeah. 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 And he was like, "But this is what I learned in that moment." And so mm-hmm. the guy, you know, he was able to make the guy understand. But it, it's really good. We're excited about having Envy join us. Now, now is it true you wanted to be on Real Housewives? I did audition for Real Housewives okay. of Atlanta, and um, it was after Basketball Wives had gotten canceled. Mm-hmm. And so I tried to get up on there, and they told me no. Just straight up no. Yeah. What was the reasoning? They said I was too big of a personality on an opposing network. Mm. Oh, okay. So yeah. they thought people would affiliate you too much. Yes, mm-hmm. with the other with, okay. with the other brand. Yeah, that was very similar, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, I got it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, how's married life for you with Reggie still? Because you are super busy. Are y'all making time for each other? We're always together. Okay. We're always together. Like the way his. You know, job is he he does e-commerce, so he can work oh, okay. from anywhere. Perfect. Mm-hmm. So that's perfect. Yeah, it's ab- it's absolutely perfect. So we're we're always together. We're never well today. We're separated, and it's funny because I called and he was like, uh, "Yeah, I'm in the gym," and I heard music like a TV, something in the background. <laughs> she was laughing because she know, and I was like, "What gym got the TV all loud like that with all the music them. in the back?" I right. I don't go to the gym, so I don't know. <laughs> I tried to tell her. They do. They do. They do. I, I tried to tell her. Especially in the morning, could the news be on? Yeah, that's, sports. Yes, that's what yeah. we like. All this acting and hosting shows in my head. I, so I was like, well, let me FaceTime child and make sure that he's in the gym. <laughs> so you FaceTime? I, I FaceTime yes. him. I sure did. You think you'd be in your head because of like the hosting and the show that's and all exactly of that? And you'd be like, on. now hold up, I don't want to get caught. My husband has never given me any reason. Like I said, we're always together. And plus, I just think it's a part of his character. To me, I feel like anybody that cheats, it's a character flaw. I agree with that. That (laughs) you then have to mature Mm -hmm. and grow out of, right? Mm -hmm. So he's never given me any of that. And he comes from a two-parent household, really understands and respects women. So, Is he in therapy? Any type of therapy? No, he's not in therapy. Oh, okay. (laughs) No, no, I mean, I'm saying, because I go to therapy once a week, so it's like a lot of times I've realized (laughs) that cheating comes from you know those Something. unhealed trauma mm-hmm. that Traumas, you have. Trauma. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. No, no, no. He just—he's just a really, for lack of better verbiage, a really good guy that mm-hmm. just really respects and understands women. Well, where can they see House of Vicious? It is on BET Wednesdays at nine. Mm-hmm. At soon to move to BET Plus, mm-hmm. and then we're waiting on our season two pickup. BET Plus is killing yeah. it. I just want they to really say, mm-hmm. really Charlemagne makes a guest appearance yes. for our yes. finale. Yes. Yeah. I, that is so big to me. Like Jill's. Like, what, what, is is he, what, what, what is his character? He, <laughs> why you got to say it myself, like that? Envy's upset because you, you know Envy's nickname was Vicious, and he should have been on there. Oh. <laughs> I, had no idea. <laughs> I had no idea. We didn't know. Season right. two. Season two. Jill, thank you for joining us. Just never know where we're gonna go with Angelina. But thank you guys so much, and we look forward to it. Wednesdays at 9 p.m. on BET House of Vicious. And thank you guys. Thank, thank you. you. Right, here you go. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Hey everybody, it's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's call. Let's talk. Uh, take off in Quavo. This is the rumor report with Angela Yee. All right, well, Unk and Few, a.k.a. Quavo and Takeoff, went by the Big Facts podcast and talked about the Migos splitting up and whether or not there's going to be another Migos album in the future. Here's what they had to say. 
I just feel like we want to see our career as a duo, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Because, you know, we just came from a loyal family, you know what I'm saying? It's supposed to stick together. And, you know, sometimes when shit work out, it ain't it ain't meant to be, you know, so. That family gonna be family, though. You know what I'm saying? It's just how it be. Mm. You know, we don't know all answers, you feel me? So, you know what I'm saying? God know. Mm. And we ask, you know what I'm saying? We, you know what I'm saying? We pray a lot, you know? So we just stand on loyalty, you know what I mean? We stand on real deal, real deal loyalty. And, you know, sometimes that shit is played. And this ain't got nothing to do with no label, no paperwork, no QC, no nothing. This got something to do with the three brothers and shit. That is what it is. Right now, we going to be the duo till time tell. All right. Yeah, I mean, it's easy for us to say, hey, I hope they work that out. You know, I hope they get back together. But we don't even know what happened to begin with. So no, we don't. I and just, it seems like it's not completely ruled out. I, was say, I, just, I just wish all of them the best. You know what I mean? Salute mm-hmm. to Offset. Salute to Takeoff. Salute to Quavo. And salute to Jade Banks and Scream, the Big Facts Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to them on the Black Effect iHeartRadio Podcast Network. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, Bow Wow is asking his fans whether or not he should perform the song I'm a Flirt. Because that's the song with R. Kelly while he's on tour. So he put up a poll and said, I'm going to let the people decide this. What would your vote be? Don't ask us. Ask your woman. You know what I'm saying? You might be, Bow Wow might be in a relationship for all we know. If he's single and he still want to be a flirt, cool. But if you've been in a relationship, if you're in a relationship, you better ask your woman before you ask the general public. I mean, I think it's just the R. Kelly aspect of it. He's wondering. I think I, I think people know how to separate yeah, he the should, art he, he should do from the, the person at this point. Wait, I, I didn't think he had a song called I'm a Flirt. I thought that was all Kelly featuring T-Pain. Did, did he do a remix or something? That is very true, now that you say that. It was all Kelly and T-Pain. Unless Bow Wow was on a remix of something that we didn't know about. Well, he said he's he's on the song. He wants to know if he should perform yeah, it. Yeah, he should do it. Why not? All right, if you now. want to perform other people's music, fine, Bow Wow. <laughs> 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 I didn't know that was your record. Now that Envy brought that to our attention. Anybody Look, did a remix. If Envy don't know that and he's a DJ, then something's wrong. I just Googled it. Yeah, Googled it. He did a remix featuring Bow Wow, Ludacris, T.I. Okay. So he was on the remix. All right, now Megan The Stallion says that she's inspired by her married friends and she's looking forward to getting married. Here she is uh, talking about it on social media. Everybody getting married. Because Brandon's a wife. Even real hot wife. I'm inspired. Pressure's on party. Hold on, what? What's happening? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And you've already a wife. Who are you talking to? Oh, no, I heard somebody in the background say pressure's on, party. Mm-hmm. And I, yes, I've already told party, go to therapy, work on yourself as a human, and then put a ring on that young lady. Stop playing. I told party this already. All right, now SZA, by the way, has revealed that she wants to have kids really soon. Uh, so she's on the cover of Complex, and she said, I do want to have kids, like, really soon, but I don't have a necessity for a family unit as much as I really would love kids. And it's not even like I'm trying to do anything that's groundbreaking or non-traditional or, like, modern women. I just literally feel like it's less stressful to think about, like, who's it going to be? Are they trustworthy? Is this person going to really love me? Is this partner material versus being like, okay, this is the doctor I know I want to deliver my kids. So... It's not necessarily about the partner aspect. She wants to have kids. Okay. And it doesn't have to be uh, all of that. All right. Now, Cardi B and JT have been going back and forth. And it looks like they squashed things, though, according to Jason Lee. Uh, I don't even understand it. But I guess Cardi B was congratulating Glorilla because they made the top 10. Mm -hmm. 
and um, for tomorrow too. And then JT said, I'm not like that at all. I've been doing remixes and never got credited on a chart, but they get sung word for word and how pushed the original songs as intended. Unlike y'all, well, I can't even say y'all because you don't rap, you tweet. Congrats, Glorilla FNF Remix and Queens Mix. I don't even understand how this turned into something. Turned nasty. Yeah, I really don't understand it. But then the two of them ended up going back and forth. Uh, Cardi said, Lapdog, I hope you don't think you know Bully. Uh, JT responded. And then she said, Wiener Dog. Go f-, and Cardi said, Go fetch. And then JT said, Cardi, you go fetch a real talent. But at the end of it all, because I'm not going to go through everything, uh, Jason Lee went on social media and said, Let me be clear. I love City Girls and Cardi. I'm on the phone tomorrow to get them on the same page because we need both of them. We're not letting an old lady get in the way. I don't know who he's talking about there. Uh, and then he said he already texted Carisha in response to somebody saying, just make sure Carisha and Cardi on the same page. And then he this went on. Messy. Yes. To say that. Um, talk to Big Barty. It's squashed and they talked it out. That's what I like to see. I hate seeing all these female rappers fighting with each other. Both have respect for each other. Hip hop bigger than this. Everybody go to sleep. The Internet has been way too wild today. Talking to JT. We good. I'm going to bed. I'm glad they, uh, you know, ironed that out. But I'll tell you this. If more of those little social media squabbles led to actual music, that would be an interesting battle. That would be an interesting battle I wouldn't mind seeing. JT versus Cardi Mm-mm. on some rapping, song for song, music for music. I think that would produce some great music, and it would be hilarious. Mm-hmm. I mean, this went on and on and on. Don't you think? That's, that's the only thing I wish. I wish some of these little nah. these little social media squabbles led to some actual music. I don't want to see no fighting and nothing would go like to disrespe- that. It would go to disrespectful. That's where it would lead. But that's why it would be interesting to music-wise. And, mm-hmm. but, and don't get it twisted. Cardi and JT make both make great music. So if they Correct. were to have like you know some type of lyrical squabble, musical squabble, that would be an interesting one to I like to it better when they do songs together. They could do that too after they They do you know, already. So do they something. have already. But All right. All right, well, that is your rumor report. All right, the People's Choice Mix is up next. Hey, I want to salute Kid Cudi, too, man. Kid Cudi and Kenya Barris. Uh, Intergalactic on Netflix is fantastic. Rom-com energy. Mm-hmm. Brown sugar, when did you first fall in love with hip-hop vibes? Go watch it if you haven't. Drop on the clues bombs for Kid Cudi and Kenya Barris. Intergalactic right. is really dope. All right, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Monday, July 6th at 9, 8 central. The realest show on the market returns to VH1. Follow LA's toughest agents as they make their comeups in the world of celebrity real estate. Love and Listings premieres Monday, July 6th at 9, 8 central, only on VH1. Charlamagne the Guy, we are The Breakfast Club. Now, Charlamagne, you got a positive note for the people? I do. <clears throat> I want to remind people, first of all, man, to make sure you register to go to the second annual Mental Wealth Expo. It's happening this Saturday at the Marriott Marquis in Times Square from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. It is a day of mental health education, uh, mental health and healing education. And, you know, it's absolutely positively my favorite thing to do all year. We got some of the best mental health professionals on the planet uh, coming to this event, everybody from Dr. Rita Walker to, you know, Nadra Tawab Glover to Dr. Alfie Breland Noble to Dr. Spirit. Um, man, who, Debbie Brown is going to be there. Our keynote speakers are Pastor Torre Roberts and Sarah Jakes Roberts. And it's a free event. All you got to do is go to mentalwealthexpo.com and register to be there. 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. this Saturday at the Marriott Marquis in Times Square. Okay. Okay. Now, positive note is simply this. Never beat yourself up for what may seem like a mistake. It was necessary for you to walk that path to learn those lessons. Breakfast club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? 
Don't miss the new docuseries, Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny, executive producer of Insecure, Black Twitter. A people's history tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth-building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.